Not anymore. Yes, I was a broken woman. Yes, I didn't love me. Yes, I decided to settle for what wasn't best for me. Yes, I was in a toxic relationship. Guess what? Not anymore. I have grown from the broken pieces. I have learned to love me when no one else loved me. I have learned that I will never settle for in my life or my peaceful atmosphere. I have learned the difference between love, lust of a good relationship. Yes, I wasn't perfect, but I learned to work on my mind, my body, and my soul connections. Yes, I have allowed the wrong spiritual around me. Now, I've learned about the not allowing the negative energy around me. Yes, I've been down the road of destruction. Now I've learned how to not move by emotion, but by the spirit of my faith and purpose. Not anymore, my fears will not keep me from being a better version of me. Not anymore, my toxicness will stop me from loving myself or trusting others in my peaceful place. Not anymore, my lack of post-trauma is going to stop me from my future growth. Yes, not anymore. I know I'm powerful. I know I'm overcoming. I know I'm a positive, I know I'm loved, and yes, not anymore, I'm dope, dedicated to other people, empowerment, I love my dopeness and so should you. Welcome and thank you for tuning in to the Power in Your Voice podcast. And today we have a special guest in the building. How are we doing today? Hello, how are you, Shana? I am good. I am good. Can you introduce yourself to the people and tell them a little bit about yourself? Sure. Well, I'm Andre A.J. Carter of Just Gas Dre. Okay. Um, I'm a life coach, master life coach. I, my specialty is relationships and goal setting. Okay. I have uh, 29 copywritten songs with different artists on there. I've been writing forever. Um, I'm a minister. Um, I'm an author. So, you know, depends on who you ask, you might get different answers. <laughs> I see you wear many, many hats. What do you find the hardest thing to do with being, you know, entrepreneur and, you know, just so many hats? Do Where do you find the time? Well, you find time for the things that you love. That's just how it is, okay? Um, if you love sleep, you'll, you'll be sleep. If you love working hard and living a certain lifestyle, then you work towards that goal. Absolutely. Yeah. So what made you be interested in being in the author and life coaching and all these different fields? Like what, what, 
what gave you that inspiration to do all these things? Well, I've been writing forever. I mean, since I was six years old, I've been writing. So I've always been a writer. I've I've been, you know, all over the world writing um, poetry and stuff like that. Um, I've been to the White House. I've been to Disney World, Carnival Cruise Lines, all of that. So, you know, this is nothing, you know, this is just a jump off for me, you know, for propelling me as I go on, go on, I go into other things. Absolutely. Yeah. Now, to the future entrepreneurs out there that's trying to figure out how to get into entrepreneurship, what are maybe two things you could tell them on how to get in their foot in the door? The best thing to do is find out what it is that you enjoy doing. What is it that, about you that you do better than everybody else? You can't go and copy your friends and think that you're going to take his natural gift and become successful at it. Your first step is to find out what your natural gift is. I mean, my dad was a bona fide janitor, okay? So, and a janitor, you would think, is the lowest, um, you know, the lowest peg on the totem pole. You know, there's nothing lower than being a janitor, but guess what? From being a janitor, he opened up his own janitorial company. Wow. Okay. So he was very well off as a janitor. So it's a matter, it's not a matter of what you do. It's what how far you decide you want to take what you do. Absolutely. Those are some gems. I hope y'all heard that. So tell us, tell us about it, because you said you have an LLC, right? Yes, I do. Yes, I do. It's just ask Ray. Okay, that's just a um, jump off from my life coaching. Um, you know, my goal is to rehabilitate the black community from its addiction to failure. Mm. Okay, I feel that we have a serious problem with, you know, and have an addiction to failure. Like, we love to fail. Like, even you hear in the rap records how, oh, I'm going to never leave the hood. And stuff like that. Why would you want to live your life poor? Who told you that you should live your life poor? But this is our thought pattern. We love to sit up there and brag about the rats and roaches crawling around our house, eating our dinner before we get to the dinner table. You know, you don't have to do that. You know, you can't sit up here and I, I see I've been on both sides of the fence. When I was when I grew up, I grew up in Jamaica, Queens. And um a lot of my friends, you know, they always complained about how the white neighborhoods are so much cleaner than the black neighborhoods. And I said I had to think about that logically. When I then when I moved to a white neighborhood, the one thing that I saw was that the reason why the white people's neighborhoods were cleaner because they picked up a broom and dustpan and went in front of their house and cleaned up. Correct. It wasn't that, you know, a truck was coming through consistently cleaning it for them. No, they did it for themselves. And 
The problem with black people and why we're failing is because we're waiting for somebody else to do what we should be doing. Right. No white man came and threw trash down in your neighborhood in front of your house. They didn't do that. You did that. So you don't want to step there and see trash in front of your house. Guess what? Get a dustpan in the broom and clean it up. A clean house. If everybody just cleans up in front of their house, a clean house becomes a clean block. A clean block becomes a clean neighborhood. You see? There's not a there's not a house in the hood at all. Not one. Not one that wasn't once new. But people let them fall apart and then complain. Right. So I know you said you wanted to you know, clean up the thought process of, you know, black Americans. So what are some of the things are you planning to do? Well, one of the things I, I, I've been doing was going around to, you know, prisons and schools, stuff like that, and just speaking to people, telling them about the different avenues that they can take. See, one thing that I noticed, like I said, when I moved into a white area, the biggest thing that I noticed was the educational system was totally different. When I was going to school, we was fighting over, you know, the which book wasn't ripped up. You know, we had to make sure we had a book with a cover on it. I moved to a white neighborhood. They didn't have to fight over books that wasn't that was ripped up. They was getting brand new books. Right. They were getting brand new books. And they were getting iPads. I was like, what in the world? And then the things that they were teaching, they gave entrepreneurial skills classes and stuff like that. Business classes. We didn't get that in the black neighborhoods. Right. So they're being trained to be bosses while we're being trained to be workers. Get that? Yeah. And as a worker... You're not building your empire. You're helping somebody else build theirs. My goal is to teach you how to build yours. That is totally excellent. So what is your goal for your company in the next five years? Oh, man, I haven't even thought that far. far. <laughs> <laughs> Truth be told, you know, um, I so really how about wanna... we do? So how about we do in the next year? What's your goal? In the next year, I mean, I want to be all over the country. Period. That's my goal: to be all over the country, to be in every school system, in every jail, military bases, all of that, teaching them how to be successful. That is definitely. Looking forward to seeing all your success come true, especially with everything that you're doing. So what else are you planning on providing for the world? Well, as I said, you know, I'm going around to the different places and I'm going to be giving. Are like, you writing any more books? Oh, most definitely. Most definitely. That That's a must because... With my books, it's easy for me to get a message out that I would not be able to 
normally get out to you know certain people where you know they're in an area where I can't get to. So, but the book is available to anybody. So that's definitely an avenue that I will always be seeking. So when should we be looking for the next book from you? Hopefully by next month, because I got about five of them I'm working on right now. (laughs) Are you going to share the title? What's the title? Oh, no, I can't do it. No, no, not yet, not yet, not yet. Not yet, because I don't, I'm not sure which one is going to drop first. That's okay. why. Now, is it going to be a series in the five that you have coming, or is it just going to be different titles about different stuff? About Is yeah. it about business? Well, some are about business. Um, others will be about relationships. Okay. Yep. That That's is- Oh, that is definitely cool. So can you tell the people like what got you to, you know, have so much ambition? Because, you know, sometimes it's something that might have happened that got you to the point of, you know, working so hard and wanting to change your life and, you know, change it for the better. Well, I'll say this. I've always been ambitious, but what really drove me over the top was about two years ago I got divorced and I went to my mom you know thinking that you know since I had to give up my house because I still had kids there you know I didn't was going to try to fight my wife over no house if my kids still lived there so I went to my mom and she told me I couldn't stay there so for for two years, I was homeless. Well, not two years, but about a year, I stayed. I, I was homeless. Then I then I um then COVID hit. That was like really messed up. Um, wow. I couldn't advance, you know, my authorship and stuff like that. So what I went and did and is got a job with uh with Macy's and I was selling rugs and I became the top salesperson in the country because I was so ambitious because I knew I had to do things on my own and I couldn't count on even my mom, my own mother to, to show me that support. So when you know that you don't have the support, the support system around you then you really have to step your game up and do what you have to do. Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, definitely becoming homeless, you know, gave you a hunger and a drive on top of the ambition that you already had. So what are uh, some key gems to people that may find themselves in these predicaments? Like, you know, because, you know, people find themselves self-sabotaging themselves. Oh, most definitely. Um, I always say, watch your friends. Who are you? Who are you hanging around? And this is the most important thing because, you know, I always say, in the hood, anybody that goes and gets a college degree always moves out the hood. So, who you're learning from are the people 
that are just as uneducated as you because that's who's there. So you have to sit up there and find a bigger, better circle where you're not the smartest one in the room. You see, when you're not the smartest one in the room, then you get to grow because right. you get to learn things that you didn't know previously. Absolutely. So, Do you so have any key people that you look up to, like as far as, you know, with their success pattern, like, you know, do you have anybody that you may look up to? Um, I looked up to my father at one time. That's who I knew, um, you know, that's who I knew on a personal level. And my uncle, they, they were so so important in my life and my growth right. that um, you know somebody I could watch and say hey you know I can do that too absolutely you know but now I'm um, I listen to a lot of T.D. Jakes I listen to a lot of um, Eric Thomas I mean on a daily basis I'm not I'm not talking about you know like once a week or right. something like that I'm every day I'm trying to learn something new Absolutely. So, have you attended any of their conferences or summits or anything? Only online. Okay. Only online. Yeah. Do you have any shout outs that you might want to give or and um then you can leave a positive quote for the people? <laughs> shout outs. I'll shout out my homegirl Earth the Watch because uh she was the one who helped me get my book in a movie. All right, so I will never forget that. All right, my girl from the Bronx, shout out to her. And um, as far as quotes, I will say you can steal my money, I'll get more. You can steal my car, I'll get another. You can steal my house, I can buy another. But the one thing, if you steal my time, I can never replace that. So time is the most important thing. How are you spending your time? Always consider that. How are you spending your time? That's what's going to make you successful. Absolutely. And can you tell them how to find you, all your social medias, and how to contact you for you for your business or if they want to work with you? Uh, just Act Stray on Gmail Just Act Stray on Instagram, Facebook You can go to either one of those As always, it's been an honor and a blessing to have you in the building Thank you for coming through to podcast of The Power in Your Voice This has been your host, Sheena Gadine And we will see you next week Thanks All right now